Thanks for joining us today on Open the Word with Circle of Friends. I'm Missy. I'm Beth. And I'm Gwen. And I'm Lisa. And we're delighted to have you with us, listeners, as you join us around the table. We're really excited to have Beth back because she has been on a, well, I want to say bucket trip list, bucket list trip. Is that the way to say that? Um. Or a dream trip? Or a, I don't know, but it sounds pretty fantastic to me. And as far as I'm concerned, if I ever have the chance to go, I'm there. Yeah, it's on my bucket list. Yeah. It, if you have a chance to go, go. So this was a trip to the Holy Lands that uh, I can't say that it was on my bucket list a decade ago. But within the last five years, maybe a little longer, I, I said to my husband, I think someday that I would like to go to the Holy Lands if 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 you're good with that if we could go together and he's like yeah i i i'd like that so truly uh 2019 we were at a fundraiser and there was a silent auction and one of the one of the auction items was a trip to the holy lands right what i didn't realize was that my husband had done the research so he kind of knew what it should cost and (laughs) and fortunately for the fundraiser this trip went really high and we did not buy it. I was a little bummed, but okay, that's okay. Well, it was 2019, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then 2020 came and mm, yeah. every, the world shut down. 2021, um, you know, things started opening up a bit. But it was still one of those, I don't know if it's ever going to happen. But that's okay. It was a great dream. Well, then our church started talking about trips to the Holy Land. And um, they actually gave a date. And it didn't suit us. Mm. So again, okay, it's just not supposed to be. That's all right. Well, unbeknownst to me, he had made a few phone calls to the people that were heading it up at our church, and there was another date available. And so he chose to surprise me with a Christmas gift. Nice. So I didn't even know about this trip till about six weeks, seven weeks before we left. And um, however. However, as far as preparation, uh, I've been preparing for a couple of decades. So um, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it was awesome, and it was so incredible. Our our listeners will have an opportunity to hear uh, me and uh, another traveler on this trip, Andrea. Yes, the one that demanded that I start reading the Bible twenty some years ago. That Andrea, she and I got to take this trip together. So I look at this and I say, my husband gave me a gift, and then God said, but wait, there's more. (laughs) (laughs) And it was just fabulous. It was just a beautiful time. So, if you have the opportunity, do it, do it, Um, and it, it. It can be a dream that you save for. It can be decades from now because some of you are in seasons of life where, you know, you have little ones. You have other things that have to be the priority. But, um, yeah, dream big and ask God and, yeah, pursue the dream because, wow, I mean, waking up at the Sea of Galilee and realizing that you're looking at the body of water that... Jesus walked on. Jesus walked on. <laughs> Jesus called his first disciples on. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah where the where the pigs went tumbling into the sea when when he cast the um, evil the spirit religions. out and right. Um, so so much history, so incredible. But um, yeah, that's we can talk about that another day. Uh, 
and truly, as we read our Bible now, it's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's oh yeah, that's that's where Moses looked out on the Promised Land. Oh, that's the location of the Valley of the Shadow of Death that they were referring to. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, the Bible that I love so much has now become the Bible in 3D, right? Mm. Um, and I, I pray that you will all get that experience. Uh, it's pretty great. <laughs> Je- yeah. That's Sitting with jealousy. Right here. <laughs> I know, do you notice she's glowing over always, there? Right? Always <laughs> smiling, but the joy is just bursting out of you today, and it's, it's cool. It's so cool because it is truly a gift from the Lord to you, and that is awesome to see. It's so fun. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I it, the idea of Andrea being there with you, too, is just so cool. It's just like, oh, God, you just mm-hmm. you take it to the next level every single time. <laughs> more than we can ask or think. Abundantly more. Yeah. And I think, well, I was telling you before we, we started today that the Garden of Gethsemane was just a, a very incredible moving place. And seeing the Mount of Olives, seeing all of the olive trees and seeing the shoots from the olive trees. So there I am with a group of people who have poured into my life, um, you know, in in a group of 30, uh, probably definitely five have poured in one-on-one. And for Andrea to be one of those people that was there, she, the shoot that came (laughs) off the tree that she was, you know, her roots, right? She impacted me. Well, then the other part of that is that a young woman that I've been mentoring for about 10 years was also on this trip. Mm. So it it was just seeing how the impact of being rooted, of abiding, right? Mm. Being rooted and grounded in the Lord, how that impact has has the whole effect, the ripple effect of growth in other people's lives. I am here today. I love the word of God today because there was a woman named Shirley who who was the mother to uh, a, a woman named Andrea who became a friend of mine. You know, So this goes way, way, way back. And so as I look at all of your faces and as I think about those who are listening, I want you to know that you have a circle of influence. You don't know exactly who all that's going to impact. But as I sat there, you know, at, at the garden with both Andrea, who, yes, we were in an accountability group, but in many ways she mentored me, even though we're the same age. And my friend Kim, who we have been in a mentoring relationship for, for a decade now. This is all part of the circle of influence that we have in the lives of others. And we don't take it for granted. There's a reason why we're, we're constantly reminded to abide, to um, seek first the kingdom, to set your mind on things above, to, to make sure that we are looking to the Lord for all that we need for today. Give us today our daily bread so that we can be we can be the church to others and we can offer the bread of life and the living water and and the words of truth and and all that he has poured into us through others who are impacting our lives we can offer to to the next person um you know beth i wanted you to include the piece 
that you shared off air about that when you're propagating um, olive branches, you don't use a seed. Mm -hmm. You actually use a branch Mm -hmm. that you're cutting off to plant a new tree. Mm -hmm. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so you don't just take the pit from the olive and plant that. The the best trees have, have these amazing shoots, and that is where you want to to go to to the base of the tree and get get those shoots and those those are how you propagate and and then more olives are are grown from from those branches that are propagated and that's really so true of how we do life together um it's all about abiding staying staying attached to the roots so so that you can grow and 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 so that others can experience that that fruit that comes as as we abide and i would think that that would by taking a shoot off of the olive that that the i I don't know if you say plant dna but i would say it's the ancient Mm -hmm. it's the ancient tree it's the same substance it's not the fruit that it's cast that Mm -hmm. you're using to plant a new tree it's it's the same tree Mm -hmm. it's the ancient tree but it's just a piece of it that's regrowing over here does that i I mean that's kind of where my brain's going is that what well and think about john 15 okay uh the fruit is the fruit but you it it is not proof that you are living life by the power of the holy spirit just because you're kind Mm -hmm. or just because you can love these people right the fruit is produced by branch by Mm -hmm. the branch well the in the branch by the sap that's flowing from the root right through the branch and producing the fruit Mm. so it's that holy spirit power so so it makes so much sense that it's it's the offshoots that you are that you get that let's let's go to tree from john 15 Mm. sounds good let's just uh, read those first what 17 verses or so um, and I'll start. Uh, John 15, verse 1 says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself, it must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples." Just as the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Abide in my love. And if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be made full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for all that I have heard from my father. I have made known to you. You did not choose me, 
But I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. Yeah. There's so many lessons to be learned from the olive tree. I mean, right there, that's that's the major one. There's there's these shoots that come up, okay? And that's that's being part of the vine and it's being a, 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 a what what we would see today as being um, planted and grafted for the benefit of others, right? But then also as we look at the olive, you know, the olive is, okay, take an olive. It's wonderful. It's juicy. It's, I like to eat olives and not everyone does, but it's in the pressing of the olive. And that is what the word Gethsemane means, olive press. It's in the pressing of the olives. Oh, Gwen is just kind of geeking out here because her (laughs) mind is going to all of these places. But it's in the pressing of the olive that we get the olive oil. So we all got, we got to see an olive press while we were there too. And what we learned about it is that in, in ancient times, the, the first part of the olive oil, it was the best, right? It was the purest and it was what they used as they went to the temple for, mm. for their offerings or sacrifices. That was their tithe. Yeah, the first fruit is is what they presented. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you know, you had your olive oil for cooking, and then you had your olive oil for um, lights, for candles. Mm-hmm. So each part of the oil had a purpose. Mm-hmm. However, that oil did not come from just squeezing it. It had to be pressed, and I tell you, the olive press was pretty impressive. <laughs> um, it was it was a big, heavy stone, usually turned uh, by uh, a donkey, you know, um, a, a beast of burden, and um, yeah, so so much to be learned mm. from all of this. Now, okay, here, here's another little tidbit I learned over there. Uh, fig trees, on the other hand, remember. We, we also heard stories of figs. Mm-hmm. The figs um, are considered to be like a, a super fruit over there. And one of the things they have recognized as, as they have um, had their archaeological digs and such is that people traveled with figs. And when you would eat a fig and throw out the pit, that pit was able to grow even in the desert places. And you knew there was water nearby, especially when you saw green right Hmm. right so these are the things you need to know as you're journeying through the desert but fig trees fig trees would would grow by just from that seed but with an olive tree you needed to get a shoot in order to Hmm. grow your olive tree so that was very interesting to me uh fig trees he said three figs would if if that's all they had to eat while they were in the desert those three figs could keep them going for the full day. So, and then, yeah, there was just all kinds of incredible things to learn from from our guide who was uh, native to the land. He was from the tribe of Benjamin. Uh, his family converted to Catholicism at some point, but he said as, as he grew up and uh, just watched the traditions of the church and of the, of the denominations, there came a time in his life where he said it is not 
about the denominations. It is about Jesus, mm. Christ and Christ alone. And so our guide was um, a Christian, is a Christian, and uh, also an archaeologist. And when he talked, we listened because he was wise and knowledgeable. Mm. We were very thankful to have him as our guide. But enough about the trip. Let's get back to the word. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, because we can definitely glean from here, even uh, whether we've been to the Holy Land or not. We know Mm -hmm. it's it's real, it's alive, and you know we live in a in a time then that we could use Google Earth and find Mm -hmm. the Garden of Gethsemane. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like this is miraculous to us. We see pictures of it. It's not the same as being there. I'm not trying to say Mm -hmm. that, Beth. But I am saying that we have have today what many, many, many believers never had. And so uh, I'm I'm thankful for that because, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, pictures and all the maps, all those things, all those resources help us. Mm -hmm. um, And then stories as as you're giving us from Mm -hmm. the guides that are there and the people that have uh, lived it and studied it. And just, it's just pretty incredible. But... And then you and then you go back and you check it with the Word of God and you go, oh, it, it brings it alive. Mm-hmm. You know, it like does. I, I've always believed in the Word, but sometimes you can come away from an experience like that and it becomes more real to you. I think, I, it, for instance, and I'll, I'll, this is what I'm talking about: the the Ark in Kentucky mm-hmm. that they built. I mean, just walking into that, the breadth and the width, the, and the breadth height. and the width oh. and the height. Suddenly, that becomes so. Mm-hmm real it's just amazing it's amazing feeling so there are many things many many ways in which we can kind of enter into scripture creatively and i think mm-hmm. that's that's pretty awesome i can t- oh, sorry i can tell you for me and this goes back to when i first started learning how to study the bible which mm-hmm. is like within the last 10 years and i had very little biblical knowledge whatsoever growing up you know, I was raised Catholic, but never really had a Bible, never really shown how to study it or what was happening. And so for me, there was so much of it that I saw as stories. You know, if you don't, if no one ever teaches you, like this is truth. So for me, it was, okay, these are a bunch of stories. And it wasn't until like I was actually in a course, it was a Bible Bible study methods course. And one of the very last um, assignments we had to do, we had to write an essay on the city of Philippi and it wasn't and the whole time I was doing that I'm like well I'm not really feeling anything like it's just information like it's just data it's information I'm not really going anywhere with it but then I started looking up for pictures in the midst of looking for like stuff on it and one of the pictures I stumbled upon was like one of the places where Paul was and I don't know what it was in that moment looking at that picture and this was late at night because I we were down to the wire with this assignment and I looked at it and all of a sudden like At that point, I knew that this was real. Mm. Like, it is real people, real time, real places. And I sat there, like, sobbing, because until that point, I really, truly didn't understand that this is more than a story. Mm -hmm. Because you hear so much, like, you'd hear about Noah's Ark, you'd hear about Joan and the Well, and, you know, I'm like, these are stories, these are Bible stories I've heard. But never once did I see it as this is real Mm -hmm. until that moment. So those pictures are very impactful. Mm -hmm. So I I am quite jealous that I didn't get to go on the trip (laughs) because that's exactly what I think back of is Mm -hmm. that moment where God showed that to me that Mm -hmm. this is real. This, it's all real. It's literal, literal truth and not just a story. Mm -hmm. It is. It is. And I guess I should, I should clarify again, the 
best fruit comes from the olive trees from from the offshoots of that. I I believe you can grow an olive tree from a um, an, an olive pit from an olive seed, but it's 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 more of a hybrid. We're talking about the best fruit, mm-hmm. and I think Lisa, you you have lived this out. You are okay, faith wise, very much. You you have dug in, and you have been rooted and grounded. But how you wish that you had the legacy before you of the of the shoot of faith. Yes. So. So I don't want you to think that your faith cannot grow if you do not have that experience of having those come alongside you all through your life, that that's the only way that you can be fruitful for oh, the no, kingdom. God will complete that. Oh, exactly. He will, he will do that whatever exactly. I could not have done or somebody could before me did not do. Exactly. So, yes. Exactly. So let's let's not make this lesson something that it shouldn't be and, and, and disqualify ourselves or say, well, that just can't be done. With God, all things are possible. Yes. Um, so, but it's it's that it's it's that very very best. The shoots bring the very best growth and best fruit. And yes, uh, hearing from someone who is native to the land, they are very funny about which which portions of their country grow the best fruit it is very important to them so you want this kind of a fig you want this kind of an all you want they know they taste that fruit and they know where it comes from okay well perhaps the same can be said of us um it was true in in the rabbinical times for the jewish uh children that were studying under a, a rabbi, you could tell which rabbi taught them by the way they pronounced words, by the way they walked. Oh. If a rabbi walked with a limp, there was a good chance that that student was going to walk with a limp because they were learning the cadence of all of the scriptures that were being poured into them from the Torah. Um, and so, wow. you know, yeah, you think about influence, mm-hmm. right? Think about the influence that that we have as as we live out our faith, as mm. as we teach, as we encourage and admonish. I mean, <laughs> well, and just in the amount of time you spend with someone else, have you ever noticed finding yourself saying phrases you mm-hmm. like? Where did that? Oh, that's what Beth says all the time. So now <laughs> I spend all the time with Beth, and so now I say that, and it, it, it's it's funny, but it's a good illustration of mm-hmm. what we pick up from others comes back to that word source right where is your source where's your source of knowledge where's your source of truth where's your source of hope where where what is your source because your source a water source will impact the quality of the water your source will impact and influence the the words that you speak the the way that um you grow. I guess that's the best word I can come up with. And it's all about our growth. We don't want to be stunted in growth. And, and yet, depending on what source we're going to, our growth will be stunted, tainted even. So, again, I'm going to come back to Psalm 119, verse 114. You, O Lord, are my refuge, my shield, your word is my source of hope. Where's your source? 
What's your source? Yeah. So much to think about. I think Jesus' words here is saying, let me be your source, right? <laughs> Abide. Yes. I'm the vine. You're the branches. Abide in me. We have to recognize that the source we are connected to, the source we are depending on for for lifeblood, for for all that is necessary for our growth has to be a reliable source. Um, again, got to stop and ask yourself, what's my source? Where am I going to? Who am I looking to? Well, and, and I love that it's abiding, but it's obedience. Mm-hmm. You know, the two pieces. It's, it's not just one, it's both. Mm-hmm. You know, because it doesn't make a difference if we abide, but then we don't live it. Or, you know, or we don't obey what's within, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, verse 10, Gwen, Mm -hmm. if you obey my commands, you will remain in my love just as I've obeyed my father's commands and remain in his love. That remaining, that abiding, that kind of settling in there. It's our obedience. It's our obedience. Yeah, Mm -hmm. good point. Well, you know, you can stick a plant in a pot and and pour a lot of water on it and have it abide. But uh, again, it comes back to the situation of that whole plant in the pot you can get root rot right if if there is um no way for sunlight air you know for for things for it to be a a good growing environment that plant can die Mm -hmm. even though it's abiding right there Mm -hmm. in that pot you know i'm watering it um it's got dirt but it's only as good as as the source that it's re- tr- receiving its nutrients from. Um, yeah, and then that's the obedience that we have to to look to. What what is the word telling me to do? What is so? What does God require of me? Anybody know that answer? Hmm. Hmm. Micah six eight. Uh huh. Uh huh. And what would those things be? <laughs> You're gonna ask me to uh, cold do, record here. Okay. Do, um, he has shown thee, O oh man, what, what is, is good and what the Lord requires of you to walk justly, justly. Mm-hmm. Uh, to walk humbly. I'm, this is where I might be butchering it because I learned it in two different ones, mm-hmm. and I might be butchering it. Um, uh, to walk humbly. I almost have to sing the song, Beth. Well, I will tell you, <laughs> I I think of it as. Do love mm-hmm. and walk. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, there we go. Do justice, mm-hmm. love, mercy, love mercy, and walk, walk humbly, humbly before our God. Yep. There it is. Right there it is. That is what God requires mm-hmm. of us. And in order to do those things, we have to be looking to his word to see how that plays out in our lives. O- obeying what it is that he has called us to is, is part of abiding in the vine that that is him. So um, you know, we do we do have a part in all of this. Now, we, we have really no part in our salvation other than to receive. But as far as living it out, there is something that's required of us. As we abide in him, we have to go to him for the source of truth, for the source of life, for the source of all that we are doing. And, and we have to be part of the body that he has created us to be not all of us function in the same way not all of us are are the teacher preacher um encourager exhorter some are the hands and feet doers 
but we're still all part of the body. So doing our part in the body is walking humbly with our God. Oh, so much to unpack, so much to think about. But the biggest thing that, that I want us to take away from today is that the Bible is true. Every, every word of it. It is inspired. It is authored by this one who has called us by name and who knows the plans he has for us. It's not enough to listen to other people talk about the Bible or teach about the Bible. We need to be in the word so that we can have that healthy root system, right, mm-hmm. of, of, of being grafted and being fed, of abiding in the word. And when the, the false teaching comes, which false teaching does come. Abiding in the word allows us to recognize truth from near truth and truth from lies. But it's abiding in the word, staying in relationship and fellowship with the one who gave his life for you. Yeah. But don't just take our word for it. Open the word. Turn to the book of John and start reading and ask Jesus to show you where it is, how it is, what it looks like for you to abide and for him to do the work that produces the fruit in your life that others will be impacted by. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening today. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd love to hear from you, so find us on Facebook and Instagram at Open the Word Podcast or send us an email to openthewordpodcast at gmail.com. Is it time for you to plan a day trip with your peeps? Come and stay a while at Shia Market in Berlin. There is something for everyone, no matter what your taste or style may be. Visit the Village Gift Barn for your custom floral arrangements and timeless accessories for your home. Stroll upstairs to Shia's Style Boutique for your perfect outfit. Everything from accessories to shoes. Be inspired at country gatherings with decor from Modern Farmhouse to transitional design. Then meander through the gardens for a large selection of houseplants. And last but not least, order your perfect cup of brew at the Buggy Brew Coffee Company. End your day by gathering to relax in our courtyard. You will leave feeling connected and refreshed.